Good day, everybody. I'm David Irvin. I'm a leadership development specialist and a best-selling author, and we want to welcome you to the Leaders Navigator podcast. The premise is simple. The podcast will provide you with insights for living and leading the authentic way so you'll be better equipped to amplify your impact as a difference maker in any area in your life. We'll cover a variety of topics related to authenticity and what it means to bring humanity into the world. What's uniquely special is that I'm doing this podcast together with my daughter, Haley. I'm excited about this opportunity to work jointly on this project that we are both so passionate about. Haley, good day. Welcome to another episode. It's always good with you. And you are just back from Chicago and a hugely successful marathon venture. Anything you want to say to our uh, listeners about your marathon experience? Oh, just, it's just such a, a wonderful, like, you know, I know running is such a deeply independent sport, but you know, just, there's something really cool about just seeing everybody, a whole city come together for this deeply independent sport. And so like, it was like, you know, the number of people I saw who were amputees who were running, uh, and you know, people who were, you know, not you know, who, who walked a little bit and friends who came together to run it together. And, you know, seeing, you know, (laughs) there was a few times when, you know, me and I, how much I love animals and dogs. Um, and the number of supporters that had come with like giant cutouts of like their dog's face, um, that they were holding as signs and, you know, to support people and, you know, people with signs that say like, you know, pet my dog for a power up. And, you know, it was just like such a beautiful, happy, positive, place where people finish at the finish line just sobbing of tears of accomplishment and you know you see the families reunite and you see like you know little kids going up to hug their moms or you know you know wives going to hug their husbands and parents and grandparents and you know it's just like a really beautiful community and celebration of of the human spirit you know so it was just a really really deeply inspirational time so, and I love that yeah. poster that you sent me that read, no runner reaches race day alone, that it takes a community yeah. to create a runner. Exactly. Right. Whether that's the, you know, the spouse that's taking on the extra housework while you squeeze a run in or, you know, in my case, uh, you know, husband that drives the, you know, 12 and a half hours each way to get to Chicago and then racing all around to Chicago to try to find me and wave and, you know, whether that's, you know, the, you know, the, the, the fellow runner that, you know, gives you a pat on the back and suggests taking a modium for an upset tummy. And, you know, so it's just a, a really beautiful community. So, yeah. Well, it's a great segue into our topic today, which yeah. is, which is learning to have the courage to ask for help. Because, you know, you, the whole running journey has been a, a, an opportunity for you to certainly ask for help. So I'm curious, what brought that topic to mind tonight? Great question. So grade 11, I teach, as you know, I teach, you know, high school and grade 11 for, for many reasons tends to be a point where every single year I have the same conversations with grade 11s and grade 11 parents, especially if Actually, no, it doesn't even matter if it's the oldest child or not. It doesn't matter. I have the same conversations. And these students reach grade 11. And at some point in grade 11, they kind of have this, this, this precipice that they, they reach. And it's this sort of, 
you know, I've reached as far as I can get doing this by myself. The tools and strategies that I've used for all of my schooling up until now are not working. I'm now working with these super advanced concepts. I'm working at new levels, new depths to, that are going to prepare me for post-secondary and the work, work and the and the work life. And I'm at this precipice of I have to find better ways of studying and preparing for for my future. Or maybe it's finding ways of of taking mental health breaks and and grounding yourself. Right. And I, I have this conversation, I would say, with like 95% of my students at in grade 11. And it always sits in grade 11 for some reason because I feel like they're in the groove of high school by that point, but they're not quite at grade 12. And grade 12 is a bit more relaxed because they like the ends in sight. You know, they're starting to make their plans about university. But grade 11 is just like, I'm going to take everything right now and I'm going to try it because I don't know what my plan is. And, you know, I'm also learning how to drive right now. And, you know, I'm 16, which is like still pretty far from 18 and being an adult, but 16 is also equally close to 14, which is quite young. And so it's it's this really like hard time of life. And so I've been having a lot of these conversations lately with grade 11s and grade 11 parents about how do you get over that precipice? How do you get over that hump? Whether that's, you know, they're having meltdowns because they're, they have these goals of these really high marks that they're not reaching, whether that's, you know, they're just kind of coasting and they're not doing what their parents know that they're capable of. Um, and it all sort of boils down to students advocating for themselves, students taking accountability for their learning, taking responsibility for their life, recognizing at what point they have a shortfall, at what point they need help, and then asking for that help, right? And so, you know, especially with teenage boys, you know, I know I've discussed this on this podcast before, but knowing how to ask for help and when to ask for help and that it's okay to ask for help seems to be a really big lesson that we as a society are not teaching them. And there's this, there's a lot of pride and ego, I think, caught up in this, that there's this notion that if I ask for help, it means that I'm not capable. If I ask for help, it means I'm not independent. If I ask for help, it means that, you know, I'm stupid or, you know, I'm needy or I'm weak. Right. And, and I see this in, in adults too, like, you know, friends of mine who are parents, right. And just need a break. They're reluctant to ask for help. Um, you know, people who, you know, I honestly like speaking of running, um, you know, a friend of mine is a big time runner, um, but he went too far too fast and has been injured several times because he's not following, you know, the plans of a coach. He's just going online, you know, finding resources, wants to get really fast, determined to do it independently. And he gets injured again and again and again. So he's not asking for help. He's not asking the right people and the right experts how to do this safely. And so you know, even with me, like I, I think about, you know, the, the hurdle it is for me to admit to my, my boss, my principal, I need help. I'm in too deep. I can't do this right now. I need help. But can you help me with this? Even though I know he's literally an educator by background, this is his job. This is his background. This is what he loves to do. And yet there's still that hurdle in asking for help. So I guess my, you know, this, that's, this is sort of where this, this thought came from is like, number one, why as a society are we so reluctant to admit that we need help. Number two, why are we so reluctant to actually ask for help? And then number three, why don't we acknowledge that everybody loves to be asked for help? Everybody loves helping. 
everybody feels really good by being asked for help, being trusted with this, you know, responsibility to give advice or strategies to people love this. They love to talk about what they know. Right. And yet we still aren't able to do it as adults, as students, what have you, we still have this big hurdle. What do you think it would take to teach us how to ask for help? I think in my own life, one of the bravest things I've ever done is to say, I, I need help with my mental health and to really yeah. invest, you know, in saying, I'm going to, I'm going to come into a community. I need help. I can't do this alone. Yeah. There's just so much, I think, well, you've nailed it. Like there's so much pride. It's seen as a weakness. Uh, I see it in the leadership development community where even just asking for help from a coach, from a leader, a uh, positional leader at work, from a colleague, uh, somehow or other, it's seen as a uh, as a badge of weakness that we just label this as there's something wrong with us if we can't do this thing independently. And yet, I love what you said that we love to be asked. I, you know, I was riding my bike. Uh, through town the other day and someone stopped me and was lost and she asked for help oh. about how to find something and I was she yeah. was so reluctant to stop me but she was quite panicky and it just feels so good oh. to be needed it feels so yeah. good to be oh someone actually wants my little expertise and and yeah. it, it and we need to realize that it's a strength to ask for help and I think that mm. I think that sense of a pride uh, and so how do we overcome that? And what can we do in terms of raising kids to to let them know that it's okay to ask for help? What, what's your observation about that? It's really funny because I think something we we are good at, generally speaking, especially in the world of management and leadership, we are good at delegating, which I, don't, I wouldn't say necessarily good at delegating, but we know how to delegate. But I would agree. I would I would argue that that's not helping. That's not or sorry. That's not asking for help. That's like saying, hey, can somebody else do this one task, right? For whatever the rationale is. But it's not that like admission of vulnerability that you are not capable of doing whatever it needs and you need the support of somebody else. It's not the same thing, right? And I think a lot of people confuse the two, right? Like, oh, well, I, I you know, I got my colleague, I asked my colleague to do this one thing for me, right? I, I asked, I delegated, right? Not quite the same, I think. I think that's one step in the right direction, but I don't think it's the same as like admitting that you are in a position where you need the support and advice of somebody else. So I think that's an important distinction. Um, you know, and, and I, I think about, you know, an old principal that I used to have who would be really good at delegating. You know, she would be really good at and getting people to do things, right? But when it actually meant, you know, taking the load off of her, getting actually doing some meaningful support with her. She was very reluctant to do so. And so I think, I think it's, it's, and, and, and for whatever, like, for whatever reason, we know how to ask for help when we're at rock bottom, right? Cause I think there's no other option, right? If we're at rock bottom, we're having some kind of moment of crisis, right? Like, you know, like I, I think of a dear friend of mine in high school who ended up hospitalized from burnout in her first year of university. In that case, she had to ask for help or help was enforced on her right? Or sorry, forced upon her, right? And so I think that, that now the trick is learning these skills to before you hit rock bottom. So, I mean, I think if we look at it from a kid's perspective, I think it's reminding kids that, you know, asking for help 
doesn't mean that you don't know it. Asking for help means that you want to know it more. Right. And so I think like helping them learn that, I think that's really important that, you know, you're not going to be seen as stupid. If anything, you're going to be seen as engaged and and motivated. And that's a good thing. Right. And then number two, like starting in ways where you're comfortable communicating. So when I tell my students, you know, sometimes it's easier to just fire an email when you're at that point in your homework at 930 at night. That's okay. It's a first step. Right. If you're 930 at night and you're hitting a wall with your English essay and you know I'm not checking my emails at 930 at night, it's okay to send that email at 930 at night and say, hey, uh, I'm really stuck at this point. Can you and I sit down tomorrow and talk about it? Great first step. Right. So making the communication piece less of a hurdle. Some people would prefer to just like pop in somebody's door face to face and just ask that quick question. Some people prefer to send it as an email, as a first text, as a first step. Right. Doesn't matter. The point is you're still recognizing when you need it. And, you know, being able to ask for that. And I think, you know, like we all kind of know intrinsically if we're paying attention to who we are, I think we always just kind of know when we reach that point of like, I can't do this anymore on my own. We know when that point is. We can all recognize when that point is. We know when that math equation isn't making sense if you're a grade nine student. We know when, you know, all of our coping skills are just not working tonight for all your stress right? Like we know intrinsically when that point is, right? So I think it's really like paying attention and being mindful of your own body and mind when you reach that point that, you know, you, you do need help, you know, like you're in the grocery store and you can't find that one brand of cereal that is your absolute favorite, right? Like, you know, when you can't find it, you know, that moment, right? It's okay to ask the person who works there where that cereal is, Right. You don't have to just keep struggling and searching the aisle eight times, seeing that maybe if you missed it or just, you know, deciding not to get it all together. Right. We all kind of know when that moment is. So I think that it's also recognizing when that moment is and asking for help at that moment. You know, and, and I not waiting all, for rock bottom. We all uh, know the joke about how men have a difficult time asking <laughs> for directions. Um, yeah. But I think this comes back to a previous episode when we talked about how yeah. there's a relationship. You're, you're suggesting a relationship between our, yeah. in our unwillingness, inability to ask for directions and yeah. mental health challenges. So those two yeah. can be correlated. Yeah. That, that part of good mental health is saying, I need help. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm a, I'm, I chair a board of a nonprofit group, as you know, and mm-hmm. I, I, I have an easy time delegating work but i don't frame it as saying i need your help and i think and i'm 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 not i just have my own blind spot i just became aware just this moment that i'm having difficulty admitting a weakness by asking that and yet it would have so much more i think impact if i put it in those terms rather than just telling people and delegating work if I actually admitted, I, I need some help. And I think it could be reciprocated. I think it'll be reciprocated that people want to be genuinely helpful. That's why they're on the board. But I think it's, I think it's an innate quality. We want to feel contr- like we contribute, that we make a difference. So you actually add to people's quality of life by asking yeah. for their help in most cases. And I think that way, like if you frame delegating as like, 
I actually can't do this on my own. I'm swamped. I have too many things on the go. Could you take this on and help me out? That is a lot like as an, as somebody who would be asked with that or who would be given that I'd be way more willing to help with that than, Hey, do this for me. Right. Like that to me is just like, I don't need another thing added to my plate. Like that to me feels resentful. It feels like, why are you giving me more work? Like, you know, is it because I've done my work early? Are you punishing me for being ahead of the game? Right. But if you framed it as in like, I am way too swamped. I really need your help with this. It's a whole different attitude that the person who being asked will come in with. Right. Because I think people want to be asked for help, but people don't like to be given more work. So if it's coming from a place of genuine, I need help, I'm in a position that I cannot do this by myself, that's a lot easier to stand behind and support than, you know, do this for me, do this for me, do this for me, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think you also want to point out that I, I think this is kind of what you've said or inferred here is that we don't have to necessarily be falling apart to ask for help. Oh, I think it's huge. We just, yeah. you know, I just need a new perspective or I need to... Uh, I need to take this off my plate or I'm not the best at doing this. It's not my strength. You know, we have a whole fundraising committee and I, you know, the responsibility ultimately lies on me as the board chair to make sure that fundraising gets done, but I don't have to do that. And I get, I would get overwhelmed if I felt like I had to be the one that carried that. But I, I just need to find the, the strengths on the board and ask for that strength to be exhibited. And I, I, I like this frame better than just delegating, but it's actually getting clear about what we need. And then it just helps people feel needed by asking for yeah. help, not to mention our own well-being. If we could do this Absolutely. earlier, then we wouldn't have to fall apart um, and crash before we ask for help and end up in a hospital or end up you know, uh, flat on our back, not being able to function before we actually give ourselves permission to ask for help. And, you know, it's, these are upstream challenges. If we could get it upstream, then we wouldn't have these downstream crises to the same degree. And it, it kind of thing that, you know, you might be getting much more out of it than you suspect, right? Like I, English in the junior high portion and he, oh, am I, am I cutting out a little bit? Oh, okay. Sorry. My, it just say said my connection again. is unstable. Say that again. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, I got that dreaded Your connection is unstable. No. Anyways. So, um, essentially, uh, so I'd asked this junior, my junior high counterpart, the, the English teacher on the junior high side, I said, Hey, like I, this isn't working. This, this assessment strategy is not working for me. Like, what do you do? I would love to hear what you do. And it actually turned into this most like fruitful conversation, about just education practices in our, in our classes anyways, right? Like we went way beyond my initial question and it ended up just being like incredibly beneficial and reflective for both of us. Right. And so it totally surprised me that, you know, I had just, you know, asked for his advice on one thing and it turned into a really great conversation about other things. Right. And so you never really know what you're going to be getting out of it. Right. And so not only are you you building a relationship with the person you're asking for help from, even if it's just a stranger in the street who's looking for directions or what have you, right? Um, but you know, like, but you're also, you know, you might get more out of it. Like, for example, even I was just thinking about this at the beginning of the school year, I went to IKEA to buy a bunch of plants for for the school. 
And I overcommitted the number of plants that I bought for the number I could actually thoughtfully carry. So I had two carts and I was pushing them all by myself. And I was in the parking, like going into the parking garage. And it was like precariously balancing these two carts. And this really nice woman uh, saw that I was struggling and was like, oh my God, let me help you. And then, so her and I are yakking and walking into the car or whatever. And she starts telling me about like these tips that she has for her plants and anywhere where she's just like, coffee grinds in the soil and it makes a huge difference. Anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Anyway. And then I started putting coffee grinds in the soil and sure enough, it was, it made a huge difference for this one type of plant. And I was just thinking like how, you know, this was a really cool interaction that I had that I, I wouldn't have ordinarily had with this woman. I don't know her. I don't know her story, but like, it was just this really like, you know, put me in a great mood for the rest of the day that this woman would you know, stop everything, separate herself from her spouse, partner, whoever she was shopping with person, right? Help me with my plants and then tell me this interesting tidbit, you know, even though I didn't actually ask her for help, she offered, but you know, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> well, the reality of it is we live in an interdependent world. No one. And we always have. Our species no always has. Always have. That's how we, we survive. wouldn't be alive today. There's no such thing yes. as a self-made man or a self-made yes. woman. Uh, we're we're all human beings needing this. Human beings up against like like as an individual human up against a predator, or up against darkness, or up against a storm, cannot survive. We we have not evolved to survive as an independent species. We are not a tiger living independently. We are not. We we are still a a communal animal. We need to rely on other people. We always have. That is like intrinsic to our evolution, right? And so. Why is it now that we think we can operate by ourselves, right? We can't. So this brings humanity into our world by being mm -hmm. able to ask and 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 uh, be be receptive to that help. And even if you ask for help, I mean, this is the other side of it. Even if you ask for help and someone says no, you're no further behind. Nope. You're yep. not any further behind because all you all you know is one person that's not willing to give you help right now. And there's how many billion I, people on the planet that you can turn to to ask. And I'm trying to think of any person truly in my life and maybe like maybe there has been. But I'm trying to think of a single circumstance that somebody has not been able to help me. Like even by them so like I'm like a lot of people in my life like even if they can't directly offer help, they will say, "Oh, but you should ask so and so." Right. Or, oh, you should check out this, though. I can't help you, but you should check out this. Right. Like people love to still help even in that capacity. Do you know what I mean? Well, and just to, to make this very real, this last week and the horrific situation in Israel right now, I know mm -hmm. I've needed help to get through that. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to wall up and just pretend that the world is I'm is just my own little my own little world that's not you know i'm i'm part of the human race and it hurts mm -hmm. and i've needed help to get through it so that i don't yeah. get consumed with the drama of it and 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 deflect by just uh, binge watching the news i want to be educated i've you know i've been we, your mom and i've been studying the new york times a great deal in finding articles about what's really going on there. I want to be educated. I want to be impacted, but I need help with that. I need help with getting through it. And so 
no matter what we're doing in our life and what we're going through, what whatever we need, it's okay to ask yeah. for support. And if you need no other proof, it's literally one of the few things we were born to do. <laughs> we are literally born as a mushy, useless, helpless being that cannot operate without help. This is literally one of the only things we are literally born to do is to accept help. So... <laughs> And to ask for help. You know? <laughs> what baby would yeah. survive if yeah. they didn't know how to ask for help? <laughs> oh my God, I exactly. I can't exactly. make it alone. <laughs> Give me something. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. It's literally how we're born. So well, this has been a very reflective, <laughs> this has been a very reflective conversation. I have been most appreciative. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap this up, our, our uh, usual question, what is there anything else that you wanted to say about, about asking for help? I think I, I just always think back. Mom always told me this. I think she saw it on a billboard somewhere or like a church sign somewhere. Right. Um, which is uh, make somebody's day, ask them for help. So I think it's just, it's, it's going to that. That's wonderful. Well, let's mm -hmm. make, let's make it our, let's make somebody's day and ask for help today. Love it. So what well, that, are you what grateful are you for grateful today? For? <laughs> You, you start go Dad. first. Oh, I well, go first. I am grateful uh, to see my yeah. daughter's achievement this last weekend. Yeah. I am grateful to see <laughs> your your joy and your accomplishment and the community that you brought along with you. I've, you know, you asked for a lot of help to get through that marathon. You did not do that alone, and uh, just that whole achievement on your side uh, just inspired me. And the way you did it. Uh, was beautiful. So I'm just grateful to have been peripherally, I wasn't there, but peripherally a part of your journey there. Oh, thanks, Dad. I'm grateful for all that support too. Like it's it's truly like, you know, to be able to even share that with my students and, you know, that it's not about time. It's just about doing something you're proud of to get all that support. And obviously from you guys and also from these animals. I literally, as I was talking to you, the one cat knocked over my microphone at one point and the dog raced, sat beside me. So, you know, even just the supportive animals, they know what it's like. That's all they give is help. That's all they do. That's all they offer. <laughs> yeah. Well, well dad, you have a great yeah. conversation. Always. And until next time, everybody stay real, stay real, ask for help and be who you are. Keep your spirit strong, everybody. <laughs>